Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll deal with just three verses in the 10th chapter of Mark, verses 32 through 34. Mark chapter 10 has already been a very eventful chapter. Now in the middle, Jesus and his disciples are leaving the region of Judea and going back up to Jerusalem. This wasn't just another stop. The passage tells us that those following him were both amazed and afraid on this journey. They knew that for Jesus to be re-entering Jerusalem at this point in his ministry was to risk his life, for they knew the religious leaders of the day had long intended to kill him. So what might that mean for them as Jesus' closest followers? There was reason to be afraid, and Jesus' teaching in these verses probably didn't help relieve their amazement and fear, and likely added to their confusion. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen in Jerusalem that week, and he told them, but they still didn't grasp it all. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Son of Man Will Be Delivered. Why do you think this passage is here? Jesus is God. That one kind of, that was low-hanging fruit. We didn't have to work hard to find that one. Second lesson, you should be reminded of the sovereignty of God over all matters of life and death. Now, in Jesus' case, he, he was orchestrating all of that. Even using those wicked people, We'll talk about that more as we get there as well. But you should be reminded that God is sovereign over the matters of life and death, and not only the death of His own Son, also yours. Psalm 139 and verse 16, the psalmist writes, Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. That's one of the words when I was in the womb. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. That's a way of saying God understands everything before it happens. He has it all laid out. He is eternal. He is not bounded by time. He is not learning as He goes. He is never dependent upon man to give him information that he lacks because he doesn't lack any. He is completely in control and nothing ever surprises him. Your days are known to God. Say, well, why doesn't he tell us? Because you would make Jonah look spiritual how fast you would head to Tarshish and Bora Bora beyond that. Another lesson here, you need to realize your vantage point. Here we sit 2,000 years later, and from our vantage point, we are the recipients of the benefits of the sacrifice of Christ. This three-verse section here with no commands in it ought to drive us to thanksgiving 
Look what he did for you. Now, Luke makes an interesting observation. Remember I told you Matthew, Mark, and Luke all record this. Uh, Luke's parallel passage, it's Matthew 20, Mark 10, and then Luke 18. And in Luke's parallel passage, he observes the, the mind, of, the state of mind of the disciples when Jesus told him these things. Luke 18, 34. He said, but the disciples understood none of these things. And the meaning of the statement was hidden from them. And they did not comprehend the things that were said. So, interesting here, we're told they didn't get it, but we're also told it was hidden from them, and they didn't comprehend it. There was a, an intentional learning process that Jesus bought, brought them through. You can argue all you want, ponder all you want, speculate all you want about why, but they didn't get it. They didn't get it then. But remember, he said, I told you beforehand so that when it happens, you'll believe. So I think the obvious thing to ask when we look at this text is, do you understand? Do you understand what it was that Jesus Christ did when he went to that cross? That shows the depths of your sin. There was no other way that you could ever be reconciled to God than by the death of His Son. Do you understand that? Do you comprehend why this is here? Have you personally laid hold of the benefits of what Jesus Christ did for you? That's why this text is here, to remind us this was the eternal plan of God. Jesus knew full well what He was doing, and there He was, out in front, leading the pack to go to the cross. And my friends, this is the message. You, you could take the, that seven-point outline and say, you know, you really ought to be amazed at what God did for you. You really ought to be fearful about what your sin can bring to you. And that's why Jesus went to Jerusalem and He was betrayed, and etc., 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 etc. Our message is pretty clear. Jesus predicted it. The apostles didn't get it that day. Oh, but they did. They did eventually get it. They eventually preached it in the power of the Holy Spirit, and God used it. And that began the family tree of which you and I are the current sprouting branches from which He wants to bear more fruit and much fruit. Now, the Apostle Paul wasn't there at that time, but he came along and uh, he preached this Let's use what he says. Here's what we are to be like. He's writing to his friends in Corinth. He, he eventually got there. He spent a year and a half there. He planted the church. And now we're, now we're in Gentile territory. And here's what he preached there. He says, Now, I make known to you, brethren, I'm 1 Corinthians 15, by the way, 
Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, in which also you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So he's saying, here's the message. This is, this is the only message we preach. This is the one and only gospel. It's singular and it's unique. It is the only thing, the only message that you need to receive in order to be saved. It is the only way that you can ever stand in the presence of God. It's the only thing that will save you from your lost condition in your, in your sin. And it's the only thing that we ought to be preaching. Well, Paul, would you please tell me what you're talking about? Yes, I will, he says. Keep reading. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. Remember we're reading through the book of Acts? He was knocked to the ground in Acts chapter 9. He received the message about the Lord. Yet the Lord trained him personally. He says, I de- delivered to you as of first importance. And this is the book in which he says, I determined to know nothing among you except Christ and Him crucified. That's my message. I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. In other words, just exactly as Jesus told the disciples on the road heading toward Jericho on the way to Jerusalem to go to the cross. But do you notice the twice repeated there, according to the Scriptures? Yeah, Jesus knew that. But you know what? He would have known all that even without divine omniscience because it was all revealed in the Scriptures and He would have had the insight into that. That, my friends, is our message. Now I want to ask you, you know, this is in a past, this is this Mark 10, 32 to 34, it's in your Bible for a reason. Let me ask you, if someone were to come into your acquaintance, never knew you, and say this week they met you, and they planted a bug on you, not a leech, not a, not, you know, not, not to give you West Nile virus or something like that, they started bugging your speech. And they listened to everything you said all week long. Would they come away and say, the first, most important thing about this person is Jesus Christ and Him crucified? That's why this passage is here. And nothing less than that. That's what it means to follow Jesus. It is of my first importance that people know Christ died for our sins. According to the Scriptures, He was buried and He rose again on the third day. Let's pray. Father, we know the message. Please put it on our lips. Please put it on our hearts to speak that truth in love wherever you give us the observation or the, the opportunity, I should say. May people know that we belong to this wonderful, risen Savior. Father, if there's a soul here today that is not yet chosen to receive the free gift of eternal life that is not chosen yet to declare Jesus Christ as Lord, may this be the day. Do that work by your Spirit that only your Spirit can do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.